0: Welcome to Chef Bill's Table, getting together on Mondays, talk about food, beverages, anything else that crosses our table. Our guest, uh, Pete Nursio, today from Black River Spice and Tea Company up in Oldwick, New Jersey. He comes by about once a month to fill us in, very helpful information on how to use spices. Pete uh, gets things from all over the world and freshest, even though spices are dried, there still is a freshness factor, as Pete's uh, told us about in the past. And he works with a lot of other producers, breweries, wineries, manufacturers. Uh, it's, I guess you're not going to Pete for an ounce of Baileys, but if you need 100 pounds, he'll get it for you. Pete, how you doing? Good, Bill.
1: Nice to see you again.
0: So today, um, a couple things going on. I think you know we promised the uh, listeners that we would talk about Pumpkin pie spice or apple pie; these the spices that go into those, and it's kind of you know it's the season now. It's it's crazy pumpkin pie spices everywhere, and I guess there was a little you know controversy about calling things pumpkin something when there's actually no pumpkin in your coffee or your latte. It's just really the spices that are there, so people had to clarify that with the, the labeling or the advertising. But also today, of course, happens to be Columbus Day, if you celebrate that. Leif Erickson Day, you're from that section of the world, supposedly the first non-resident to land here, although Indigenous Peoples Day, which is celebrated throughout South America and, as it should, you know, the people that were already here. You know, you could say you're the first one here, but somebody was here before you. Um, But we like to celebrate the Columbus Day was the opening of trade and reminding everybody how great free trade is it brings products to areas where they might not normally be produced and people get the benefits of that in fact even though Columbus was supposedly sent out to find the spice route to India and of course stumbled somewhere else where he didn't thought he was in India but there were three items what we call the new world that came back to Europe after the initial Landing here, and a little while later, see if you can guess what they are. But there were three items in our spice list here, or what we think of as spices, that were not from the East or the Middle East or the uh, Far East. Actually, from the New World. We'll catch up on that a little bit later. So, pumpkin pie spice. Now, Pete's going to kind of give us the, the lowdown on that. The differences between them. You may see, of course, there's recipes. There's things you can buy right pete you can buy mixes already done sure Uh, we actually sell them you sell them
1: yeah we uh... we make uh... we sell blends for pumpkin pie and apple pie spices
0: now is the proportion i mean is is it kind of even you know a teaspoon of each or uh... first of all what's in the pumpkin pie spice right
1: (laughs) yeah the the, uh... uh, pumpkin pie spice uh... contains uh... cinnamon nutmeg, uh, clove, and allspice. And um, so in, in the case of, of um, apple pie spices, uh, you swap out clove and you put ginger in.
0: So that's the main difference.
1: Uh, yeah, most people don't. Uh, when, when you think pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie, you've got that clove in there. Okay. Uh, whereas when you do apple pie, it's more cinnamony. If you have clove in there, it will compete with the cinnamon.
0: Yeah, clove's pretty strong. It's very strong. Right?
1: That's the eugenol in clove.
0: I mean, I use cloves in, I mean, the, the immediate thing that I, comes to mind, you stick them in an o- onion. When you're making a, a, uh, beans for cassoulet, let's say you want to flavor the beans, you don't want ground clove in there. Again, you need very, very little. You need very that little essence. And you had said on an earlier show something about when you're steeping or cooking out the whole spices, you you lose certain aspects of it, um, like mulled wine or something. Yeah.
1: Or you, well, uh, usually. Uh, it's not, it's not so bad drying. The, the process of drying certain spices,
0: drying the ones.
1: Yeah, will'll uh, we'll change them. Like uh, uh, Parsley is uh, the, the fresh parsley has a bit of a tangy taste that dried parsley doesn't have. and that's just due to uh, some flavor oils that uh, dissipate during the drying. Uh, that's also true of uh, ginger. Ginger, uh, if if you put a piece of fresh ginger in your mouth, it's very tangy, very. Sacred. Well, yeah, I got like a
0: citrus thing from the ginger, the fresh ginger. Yeah, Almost uh, that, yeah, that sensation. Tingly. Dried,
1: dried loses some of the the uh, flavor oils c- because some of them are more volatile. So during the heating and drying process, they volatilize and disappear. Uh, so they're no longer in the dried product. Um, so there, uh, there are uh, spices and herbs where the dried is not as good a substitute as the fresh. And and, but
0: there are, are a number of them that need to be dried.
1: Yeah, I, I black mean, pepper. You know, you
0: need to you dry it in the sun. The allspice <laughs> berries need to be yes, dried they're in dried, the sun. Yes, absolutely. And you can burn allspice wood and get the aroma to smoke your food, maybe, but. You know, if you want that allspice flavor, you're normally going to dry the berry and. Uh, it's it's it.
1: unless you're in Jamaica, uh, it's it's available dried mostly most of the time. Uh, there might be a few places in the U.S. where you might be able to to get it, uh, the berries, but um, in a more fresh state. But for the most part, uh, in Jamaica is is the main one of the main producers of allspice. Okay, and,
0: so that's going to be, I guess, one of the answers to the. The Question We posed about <laughs> what comes from where because yes, it, okay, people, I gave
1: you, one away. <laughs> allspice is one of the three spices that only started coming uh, that only first came from the New World, but there's still two more.
0: And apparently, that um, with allspice, they've tried to cultivate it. I think Hawaii, I think, does now, but it's they, they find it they, they can't do it.
1: There, there are it's there are certain places where you can grow commercial oil spice outside of uh, North America, Caribbean, South America area, um, and uh, in the Middle East. Um, I I believe it's I, I believe it is India. I'm not sure. Uh, I I'm drawing a blank, but. Uh, uh, Clearly, certain uh, you need certain types of conditions for the microclimate, and uh, if you those need, conditions and you need the birds exist, too,
0: right? Yeah, well,
1: to, the, usually the though birds are what spread the seeds. The birds spread the seeds, but when you're doing commercial cultivation, they they've got their ways of, of doing well, things. Well, what I I mean, I don't know what I read
0: was um, that they try. It really does need to pass through the digestive tract of the bird in order to work.
1: Yeah, you. But you can you Something can do happens. kinds you can of simulate that. I guess. You can take yeah. no. You can take cuttings okay. and grow new plants right. from them, and uh, or cloning or whatnot. There are d- several techniques that can be used that uh, that you can grow plants uh, other than from seed, uh, and and so you you have a nursery and they they have small. Cuttings that are rooted, you know, use I think it's gibberellic acid. They dip the uh, cutting, in, and that promotes root growth. Okay, the so
0: they've found yes, because I mean a lot of the, all these spices are from tropical regions, and you know North America or even you know lower South America, yep. they've got to be imported. There's well, no way you're not you're not growing these. You know, that's right.
1: That's right. As a rule of thumb: spices are tropical weather uh, products. And herbs are cold weather products.
0: Oh, okay, you know what? Because um, my owner Steve, he was asking me about that. He says, "What's the difference?" And I thought, you know, spices are are seeds and they are. berries and fruits. Where herbs are more fo- leafy. foliage. Leafy. Yeah, uh, but and that other and, thing and, is and where they, they're grown too.
1: They 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 are. Uh, not not every herb and every spice falls into that cat uh, those categories right. neatly. But for the most part, when you think an herb, let's say. Time, it's the leaves, mm-hmm. and uh, the, you can grow time in New Jersey. Um, when you think of a spice, let's say, like, I don't know, black pepper, uh, you're thinking of the seed right? Uh, and or the fruit. And uh, that ha- is a tropical. It needs a, a warm weather. We don't you don't have can't enough have a winter.
0: To, we don't have enough. To, yeah, you, you, right. You, as was, soon was, as
1: winter comes, you'd kill all the black pepper things plants. You need a
0: winter like wine grapes, where you can't grow wine in the tropics because, or the grapes, because They need that dormant state. They need the dormant So Everything works, but these uh, these spice mixes. So, um, so pumpkin pie spice uh, is the components of that. So when you make your blend, do they all? um, I know you you said before that when spices, of course, once they're ground, they get exposed to the air, they start losing their potency. Do the like if you have a mix like that? Is it does it degrade in at the same rate?
1: You know um, what. It, it's interesting because um, when I blend, when we blend in our company, uh, and we make all kinds of blends. We make uh, Middle Eastern blends, Indian blends. Yeah, you have garam when,
0: masala, you do rubs, you use... Yeah. You use, yeah. Now,
1: yeah. what we found, which is really interesting, is that when we create a blend uh, for a customer, uh, let's say they order, they order biryani masala, um, we'll collect all of the... Uh, different um, spices in their whole form that we need. We weigh them out. We get the proportions right. We mix them all together. We grind them. And so it comes out of the grinder fresh, all pre-blended. And then if there are any other ingredients that are only available blended, I mean um, ground, ground, then we add them in and then toss the whole thing. But when you make it fresh, it does not smell the same as as it will the next day.
0: Already it's, it loses, yeah. It,
1: well, it, 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 the the flavors b- start blending, and you may lose some th- components, but after the next day or two, it's starting to smell and taste like it
0: should. Oh, so you actually needed it. Yeah, yeah
1: because yeah. most people who who do that kind of thing, use those types of blends, uh, you know, they—, they Make them enough that they can use them a couple of times.
0: Okay, so we're going to break for a couple of messages. When we come back, we'll figure out those other two substances or products that come from the new world. Spices. Spices. we call them both. We still term them spices, right? Yeah. Okay, well, well, and we'll see how they relate and how these pie spice and apple spice that we think of as going with sweet foods, also goes with savory. Chef Bill's Table. You're listening to WHCRDB,
1: 100inchamberradio.com. Yeah, you know, Brought to you by the Hunterdon County Chamber of Commerce, the voice of business.
0: All right, we're back at the table here. So, Pete, what, uh, we got Pete here from Black River Spice and Tea Company up in Oldwick, New Jersey, figuring out uh, our little puzzle here, items that came from the new world. Which, you know, we think of all our spices coming from Far East or Near East and, Western world, so he said, allspice, right? And what was the that's other right?
1: Ones? And if if you paid attention to the open mic during the commercial, <laughs> you would have heard number two. Uh, number two uh, is uh, red pepper. A lot of people think, oh, isn't that from India or from uh, Pakistan? Or actually, because those
0: cuisines have embraced the chilies.
1: Yes, the, uh, the original uh, red pepper plants that made their way to the New World. I'm sorry. To back to Europe, uh, not the New World, uh, came from Columbus. He brought him back. Yeah, we
0: said when you did paprika. I mean, this whole cuisine's based yeah. on paprika, or brought, or the derivatives. Of the, you know, the, he, the mild, he, the spicy. The
1: he also brought back red chili pepper too. So there's a difference yeah. between the bell pepper and right. chili pepper. He brought. You know, he uh, the um, chili peppers are are indigenous to Mexico, Central America. That's where the first plants. Before cultivation, uh, come from so technically, that would make them a spice. Um, okay, since it's not a leaf, you're not eating the leaf. You're eating the fruit of the of the plant, and you're, uh and it's from a uh, tropical area.
0: Okay, and then so. what's the other one is uh,
1: the last one uh, is vanilla. Vanilla so. is uh, from the the jungle tropics of South America, is where it originates from.
0: Originally, okay, because yeah. I mean, again, that being able—that's uh, an orchid, right?
1: Yep, it's an orchid. It's the uh, it's seed pod of the of an orchid. And
0: apparently, the process for vanilla is what—it's a year or a year and a half or something between. You've got to dry it, and there, is it uh, fermented also? No,
1: I'm um, I'm dried? not sure
0: to be honest with you. But the pod is I mean, some. We'll do vanilla sometime. Yeah, as, uh,
1: we we will definitely do because, because there's different there's. Uh, now that there's uh, qu- there are other areas where vanilla grow um, commercially, like Madagascar, which is off the coast of Africa. Yeah, and people right? see
0: the, the the bourbon vanilla, which is uh, nothing Kauai. to do with the, noth- with the booze. It's, it's the location. Yeah, it's the location, the, the but but, but, uh,
1: but the original plants come. Uh, yeah, so these from, uh, uh, so
0: with vanilla in there, so and we think of these spices, these pumpkin pie and apple pie spice, as going with desserts, but initially. They may or may not have been. I mean, the Quattro pieces from France, the four spices. Yep. Has, um, what do we have in there? It's
1: there's white pepper.
0: White or black, depending, right? Um, I think classically it's white. You've got cinnamon and.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Nutmeg uh, and, and clove. I, there's clove, nutmeg, and, and there's two, there's two add, kinds of quatre pieces. Yeah. Uh, with the swap if out if you gin- want the sweet, you use the cinnamon. If you want the regular you use the black pepper. I think it I think it goes like that. I'm not sure exactly, but uh, I don't have that recipe off uh, off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, there's
0: well it's 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 those four. Sometimes there's a fifth in there which doesn't make it doesn't you know, make a quatre. They'll, <laughs> they'll add powdered ginger, maybe. Yeah. And but apparently um they were called pieces to cuisine. And in that category, long time ago, centuries probably, milk, sugar, and honey were included in that category, in French cooking. The way they term things, so really? probably the affinity for those spices with, but there were, everything was was called a spice. It was uh, different different categories of them. Way way back, you know, uh, and of course they're not considered spices anymore. But in the kitchen, they had everything was kind of you know the French had. Huh. Had to divide up and codify everything. So, but these four spices, I always call it pate spice or duck spice because I mean we don't do a lot of baking at our restaurant. But savory, of course, I'll use that in a I said cassoulet, duck confit, uh, whenever I need that. You know, and you don't need much. I mean, it's a strong flavoring. But charcuterie, I mean, you're using all those spices or, or a number of them, the same as. Pie or uh, pumpkin mm-hmm. spice. Yeah, so,
1: there's there's so like the
0: pumpkin spice yeah the apple pie spice is a little bit different, right?
1: Yeah, no. Normally, uh, the, the the ones they have in common are all spice. The major component is cinnamon and and nutmeg. Now, if you're gonna do pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie, people will taste clove in there. They'll you'll put clove. That's the main difference, and, right? Whereas in apple pie. They don't put clove. They they uh, people usually put uh, add ginger instead.
0: Okay, yeah, because I've done compotes uh, with apple, and I really you know, I like powdered ginger. To me, I don't know if it's that little bit of heat you get from it. You do get some from you the. You get powder, a
1: little heat, yeah, sure.
0: But anything with, um, I, I bake ham. I do it in ginger ale
1: it's, it's you know, a uh, it adds to the juices Ginger has some savory components in there so you get that little tanginess in there. secret
0: one in the, well split pea soup if I'm making it with a ham bone and there's a little bit a little of powdered ginger. ginger going in there yeah. and then uh, mashed sweet potatoes for example. a lot of people sweeten those too much and they put the cinnamon and um, <laughs> and I'll keep it you but, uh, know a little bit sweet brown but sugar. more savory and I'll use powdered ginger in there. Try to get my sushi. I said, you know, forget the nutmeg and cinnamon. That's you know, those things can be overused and really does over, overpower the dish.
1: Yeah, especially uh, uh, cinnamon. Uh, cinnamon is uh, usually the most used of the mix.
0: Yeah, and if you're making a cinnamon roll, I mean, I get that it's delicious, but sometimes uh, it should be a little little more restraint. And I think the, the history of spices—they were first used for for preservatives. Yeah, a right?
1: lot, lot of the components are antimicrobial. The pickling,
0: yeah, they, they, then they have uh, some you know curative qualities also, or digestive. And that's but, uh, by
1: the way that's probably uh, that's probably why uh, uh, pickling became uh, a very um, uh, it's sort of very popular in most cultures because it was a way to preserve preserves a harvest. You know, yeah. But with so with and meats
0: and things, it was also was a couple of reasons. Sometimes they'd get you know a little bit, little funk to them because there's no refrigeration. Yeah,
1: well. <laughs> but also
0: from long cooking, and so the flavors boiled away. So you've got to add the flavor. But as things, you know, as cooking got more refined, then you, uh, the use of the spices kind of backed off. Then
1: backed bit. off, yeah. But still, pickling is very
0: expensive. You know, it was royalty. I mean, the every I, I was reading somewhere, I guess. Uh, you know, one of the, uh, the spices they were used to when you you had to pay the judge or something. If you got it in in I forget, I guess it was Italy. Um, if the court decided in your favor, that was your thank you to the judge. You paid in spices. Spices, really? But poor people, of course, couldn't afford that, so I they guess, were yeah. they, they got a pass on that one. Yes, because
1: Marco Polo was the only guy being able to pay able to pay off the judge.
0: Yeah. Well, it was it was not paying off ahead of it. It was like a thank you afterwards. So, but th- you know these little uh, tidbits here that uh, we find go with spices, but definitely preserving. Um, now, apple pie. Now, one of the most famous apple tarts, tart tatin in France, the upside down apple pie, where you caramelize the apples and then. Put the pastry on top and bake it. and Then you serve it. You invert it when it's done. Really? And you've got the and you do make it with pears and other things. That has no spices. It's sugar, butter, so it caramelizes the apples, and that's it. So you're tasting. You're the just tasting sugar. caramel and apple. Yeah, yeah. And then we have some of our you know apple pies where and I've seen recipes where you just maybe use cinnamon. We, we like uh, so My wife likes uh, fresh nutmeg to collect. We still have so many old nutmeg graters, all kinds of different <laughs> ones. So we always have whole nutmegs. We've never bought ground nutmeg, and we kind of like nutmeg on apples. tends but cinnamon goes on other things. So I guess it's you can use a, a blend of spices or just keep it one.
1: Yeah, nutmeg. What's interesting about nutmeg is is that uh, there are two spices that come from the uh, the tree that uh, you get nutmeg nuts from. Uh, the other spice is mace. Uh, th- okay, that's uh, the, the the nut. The nut in the center is is the nutmeg nut, and there's um, like a webbing that that grows around that nut. And when it's when it's fresh or freshly picked, okay. it's like an orange or red, but uh, it eventually dries like a brown yellow. But that's mace
0: so nutmeg and sofia you could substitute one for the other kind of
1: one is supposed to be well mace is a lot less nutmeggy tasting and it's got some other components people uh, people say that feel that there's a real difference uh, it's i I find that if I swapped out uh, nutmeg for uh, for mace uh, it doesn't taste the same but if I use less if I need mace and use less nutmeg it's more well, you, you're finding
0: you can't swap out evenly too. If you, yeah, you know, you don't if you don't want if you don't have any cloves, you know, or let's say let's go the other way. You've got, you know, you don't have any cinnamon, but you've got these other ones. I mean, what you, can you substitute? Cinnamon is a tough one to substitute. It's not,
1: you know, it, it's not a good uh, one. Uh, as far as cinnamon is concerned, I don't, I can't really think of a good substitute for it. Uh, for clove, sometimes people use allspice. Um, and, and that's where the name comes from because uh, it it was a spice that seemed like it was already made of cinnamon, clove, and nutmeg. That, hence so the that's the allspice. flavor of
0: allspice. Yeah. So they're kind of, that's... Yeah, that's I, I that's sort
1: of, it's got the... It's, and, and a lot of it's got to do with this particular flavor component called eugenol. In, okay. In, in clove, it's like 80 to 90,
0: 85%. What is it called? Eugenol?
1: Eugenol. Uh, okay. And uh, it's, it's that um, savory hot or savory warm taste of clove, okay. uh, the pungent taste of clove. That's eugenol. And quite a few spices have a certain component of eugenol in them. And the, one of the theories is, is that's the reason those spices work well together. So it's even cinnamon has a small amount of eugenol in it. Uh, So does nutmeg. So does allspice. Um, uh, And and believe it or not, uh, things like uh, uh, vanilla have a little eugenol and red wine. Uh, So (laughs) red wine uh, has a small amount of eugenol in it. And it's thought, well, you know, that these different types of uh, products will work well together, like mulled wine.
0: And usually, yeah, you take some red wine that maybe isn't that fantastic, and you can make a spiced wine out of it.
1: You could make a mulled wine, sure, yeah. And uh, we can talk a little bit about that if you'd like.
0: Yeah, ciders same way. Apple I mean, we cider. do at the restaurant. You know, once it gets cold, we always keep some some warm cider on the back bar for nothing else. And it makes the place smell nice. <laughs> you know, you put a couple of cinnamon sticks in there and a couple of cloves or whatever, and. Uh, if if uh, usually even just cinnamon. I mean, it's just the the aromas. You know, the the cider. You know, if somebody <coughs> wants warm cider as a beverage, or you know, with a shot in it, we do that. But right now we're doing uh, spice cider. Isn't that warm. an
1: old real estate agent trick? I don't know if you ever. Oh, heard Oh, they always that. say, yeah,
0: they say bake some cookies, bake some something. cookies,
1: or or uh, put some mulling spices on the stove and and just set it to warm in that yeah. way when. Someone walks in the house that's looking to buy it, and all of a sudden they just feel like they're at home. It's called warming, yep.
0: <laughs> We're going to uh, break for news right here, and we'll be back. we just uh, got to do about a minute or so of uh, our station news here, and then we'll be back with Pete, and we'll explore some uh, ways to use these spices Chef Bill's Table. Back at the table here, Chef Bill's table with Pete Nurcio from Black River Spice and Tea Company. So this is the time of year we think about spices. All summer we've thought about herbs and other types of flavoring, and now between baking and pickling, right? Some of these spices, uh, besides being used on the sweet part of the meal, we uh, Also used as preservatives, right? Some of the properties were thought to preserve food, so pickling spice. I guess there's some different ones out there.
1: Yeah, when you uh, there's there's two ways of of pickling. You can pickle just uh, tart, or you can pickle uh, sweet. Um, So, for example, uh, just let's say you're going to pickle cucumbers, make dill pickle, right? So you'd use coriander, dill seed, black pepper, black pepper corns, um, mustard seed, uh, bay leaf, and some uh, pieces of red pepper, uh, and that's like a uh, depending on the ratio. That's your standard pickling spice. So, um, but if if uh, you want to pickle sweet, uh, then then you would swap out some of these things. Uh, so. Uh, for instance, you might get rid of the black peppercorn and the dill seed uh, and the and the bay leaf, and you might add ginger, cinnamon, allspice, and, and clove instead.
0: Yeah, there's definitely that that um, two different pathways. I you know in our family, of course, large family, and it was always, we, we had pickles on the table, but we had to have the dill and we had to have the sweet, and it was, the you know, the, two different sides, just like, you know, some like green olives, other ones like black olives, so we always had, you know, there's nine exactly. people, so there's enough to, you know, make it, you know, all right, we've got to have some of each, and they were they were definitely different. I mean, now, you know, I think with sandwiches, usually you have a dill pickle, but the bread and butter pickles, kind of that in between, I guess. Uh, the French, mm-hmm. again, the cornichons, little tiny ones, we, we just serve them with pâtés. And you think of all these things that go together, when you're making pate's or terrines or sausages that you may be serving chilled Um, some of these pickling ingredients go into the the meat mix but then it's complemented by the cornichon or some other preserves, and then of course mustard you've got mustard seeds you know it's uh... when you start looking at You've got the sweet aspect of it, but now uh, if you're making corned beef, for example, Mm -hmm. you've got your garlic and your bay leaf and onion, you've got mustard seed and peppercorns, but most of your recipes will call for some pickling spice also. So you're still getting that allspice, clove, cinnamon type thing going into the corned beef brine.
1: Right, sure. In, uh, in in corned beef, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, with the, so you call it a cure. A cure, you know, if yeah. If you want it to turn
0: mm-hmm. pink, of course you put the nitrite oh, in there. Right. The, and again, that was preserving, but also flavoring. But you think, uh, um, you know, the difference between say, a, you know, corned beef and a ham. A ham is normally just cured with salt, maybe pepper, and you some cloves, smoked, but uh, yeah. well, cooking it. But I'm saying making
1: the ham. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: You're just curing it, whereas, you know, something when you're brining, you're going to flavor that brine. I know, again, sourbrotten. I would use the juniper, which is, you know, and the red Mm -hmm. wine, the vinegar, but -hmm. also some cloves go in there. But then when you're thickening the sauce, you're using ginger snap cookies, which have a... There you go with all your... your, Sure,
1: it's the carbs, yeah. ...your
0: your pumpkin pie spice. The ginger are, are, are spicy, they're hot. But when you're making gingerbread... Don't you use a lot of those? You're not just using ginger.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I don't have any recipes off the top of
0: my head. But, right, but, uh, but you uh, brown sugar, molasses, but you're, you've got be, your other spices. All these, the baking we do fall and winter seem to center around a lot of these spices.
1: Another uh, good example of pickling sweet is because uh, I was trying to think of one, that just came to mind: chutneys. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah you know they they uh they're they're a way of taking fruits and some other type of, of products uh, and preserving them uh into a jam or something and uh or you know a chutney and so you would see some of the typical pickling spices in the coriander uh, you know maybe red pepper a little uh, bay, uh, bay leaf but you'll also see the ginger and the cinnamon and the oil spice and uh, so it's more of a sweeter type of thing. Right.
0: Chutneys are that, I mean, I'd call it one of the, uh, I guess you'd call it a new age sauce. We, we teach in culinary classes. You know, we have the, you have your classic rue thickened sauces and made with stocks, but there's now, there's uh, uh, reductions, there's chutneys, there's salsas, there's other things out there that other cultures use that are very, very good. Nice thing about chutney is there's no fat in them. Normally you're just you're stewing,
1: right? And it's you're we you are
0: preserving, yeah. but you've got usually a sweet component, and you've got some acid in there, and usually a little bit of heat, and you've then got whatever your pickling
1: spices, the aromatics
0: the, that will go in there. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've done a, like a cranberry apple one.
1: Oh, that and nice.
0: those get some of those spices go in that one. So it, it, you know, you have a little bit of sugar in there, but the chutneys are always balanced out with the acid and the heat. It's clove, cardamom, so it's not really yeah. like strawberry jam. It's you know, or a cranberry jelly. No, it's spicy. It's got yeah. more spice it's, to it. It's yeah. more
1: tangy, more savory. Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll th- see things like like cardamom and and clove in there, some cinnamon in there, uh, fennel, cumin. Um, those are typical spices uh, that you add with, uh, to make a chutney. But in fact, you're 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 pickling the yes. the fruits, and but you don't want to pickle them bitter, you know, and and tart. You want to pickle them more sweet, and that brings up a, a point that when you talk about allspice, cinnamon, clove, ginger, nutmeg, a lot of people uh, group these as the sweet spices. Uh, not yes. to say that they are sugar load loaded with sugar. They're not loaded with sugar but they tend to go well with, with, uh, uh, with, with the sweet taste mm-hmm. and are used often in, in uh, baked products and in um, preserved uh, or, or products that have a lot of sugar in them. So, um, you know, they, they tend to group together, you know, even yeah. in wines and, and beers and ales and the old, uh, these sweet Oh, yeah, now we get you. these,
0: the winter beers have, you know, one or more of those components in there. When they're brewing, besides maybe your orange peel and things like that, there are the uh, what we call the, the pumpkin spiced. Again, mm-hmm. you know, there's no pumpkin in all these things. <laughs> You're not brewing it from fermented pumpkin, but you've got the spices in there.
1: That's right, and you can add them up front to make it, or you can add them later on, and that's the process of mulling. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's the difference. Okay. Yeah. So, so
1: if if once, like for instance, you can make apple cider, but then you can mull apple cider, right? So you can you can add typical ingredients like cinnamon, clove, uh, allspice, uh, or nutmeg, and then there are some ad hoc ingredients you can use, like uh, you can you could add ginger to that as well. You could add orange peel, cardamom, star anise, uh, bay leaf, and sometimes peppercorn. and those are one of the ad hoc ingredients, but the base is usually cinnamon, clove, and either allspice or nutmeg. Or is the is the the three components you start with?
0: That's the one. So okay, we're going to uh, we got to break for a couple of messages here, and um, we'll come back. We'll you know finish up, get down the uh, the final finally here. But yeah, some other uses for these. Go um, over you know some. Uses that you may not, it may not be uh, your first inkling that these spices would be used in some, you know, some everyday products that, oh yeah, there's, there's these special, these spices are in these things too, so we'll do that when we come back.
1: You're listening to WHCRDB, 100inchamberradio.com. Brought to you by the Hunterdon County Chamber of Commerce, the voice of business.
0: All right, we're back at the table here. So yeah, some of these, uh, some everyday things that we don't think of is having these spices and tomato ketchup, especially if you look to make your own or, or certain chili sauces. And My father was, he was always making things. He had to kind of watch his salt content, and he just, he loved to tinker. He, had, of course, had his garden, and he would make these chili sauces and ketchups, things like that, barbecue sauces, and always had some of these spices in there. Loved, loved that. Loved pickling. In uh, culinary, bechamel sauce, the basic one that we use for cream spinach, we put nutmeg in there. And as I said before, you know, when you're you're cooking an onion with, with, with white beans or any kind of bean soup, a little bit of uh, whole clove stuck in the onion, you know, yeah. it's uh, you're getting that. You're still having those. You call them the sweet spices. I like to call them the warm spices. I used to call them fall spices, but really... You know, seeing different cuisines that use all these spices. Of course, Caribbean, based on the allspice berry, because that's what was here. You know, there's still some cinnamon. But I guess well, in sure. uh, Central America, you get the canela. They get cinnamon down there. It's uh, called canela. So- is that,
1: is, or uh, I, I, cinnamon is uh, is uh, originally from Ceylon and India. Yeah, we and, went through the different you know, yeah, sources. It's not it's it, it's not grown as far as I know. It's not grown at least commercially. Okay, so in the, in the it was New New the
0: allspice world. really that did it for the uh, yeah the jerk seasoning. Um, you've got garam masala. Indian cuisine uses quite a bit of these seasonings, as we said with the chutneys that go along with it. You're mm-hmm. just kind of echoing what you put into the cuisine. Um, Five-spice powder, that's more with the, along the fennel or anise thing. Is that as Right. Yeah, but you have your clove and your cinnamon. Cinnamon. And then uh, you've got your uh, Sichuan pepper. Yeah, yeah actually
1: it's another type of pepper, but a lot of people use uh, Sichuan peppercorn.
0: Yeah, that's supposed it's, to kind of numb your mouth a little it's, bit. Yeah, it doesn't
1: have a taste. Yeah. It, it just gives you a numbing effect. Yeah. And so you can tell if you have a really good palate whether or not there's Sichuan peppercorn in there.
0: All right, so and then another, you know, well, I guess you could say non-traditional because it's more on your end. But, you you know, you sell to beverage producers, but mm-hmm. uh, for mulled wine, you know, and or mulled beverages. Right, so,
1: so uh, you know, the... the I guess the, the first thing you, you, you wonder is, what, you know, uh, what's, what's mulled? Uh, apple cider is mulled. Uh, wines or fortified wines like uh, glue wine, glog, uh, vin chaud in French, uh, those are mulled. There's, the, people actually will mull ales and beers as well. Brandy's mulled. Uh, and so mulling means? Mulling is, ta- is the practice of actually taking a, a, a drink... And adding spices to it, heating it up.
0: You uh, do warm it, so they're yeah. normally warmed up. Yeah, okay.
1: and uh, and then uh, they're served warm. Um, so uh, you know, there's a, like in England, uh, in medieval Germany, uh, there, there was uh, they took mead, which is honey, honey based, yeah. and they uh, they mulled it, and they called that wassau. Uh, that was uh, usually you drank during the apple harvest. Uh, today, they don't use, uh, if, if you get wassail anywhere, it, there's no uh, meat in it. It's apple cider. It's mulled apple cider now. Okay, so yeah, yeah,
0: meat, um, starting to see that produced again a little bit, though. Some of the, you know, people are, are uh, resurrecting some of these old beverages that uh, used to be made. But, yeah, you're, you're fermenting honey. And it probably just got too costly, right? <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I, I, you can buy mead. I mean, you can still get yeah. it, and and some of the artisan places still make mead. But yeah, it's not cheap. Um, but you know, you, I don't think there are any really good liquors or, or, um, you know, uh, spirits out there are inexpensive. But it's interesting that um, talking about mulling, there's a, a German alcohol drink, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. It's called Furzangenbowl, I think it's F-E-U-R-F-E-U-E-R-Z-A-N-G-E-N-B-O-W-L-E. And it's a, uh, what you do is you take um, a sugar loaf. You know, a sugar loaf is like a a, a cone of sugar. Okay. You know, today we make sugar cubes, but originally it was sold in these cones called loaves. Okay. You know, uh, so you take a sugar loaf and you and you dip it into rum, and then uh, you have some mulled uh, wine underneath uh, a little platform that's got holes in it, and you put the sugar loaf on top of this platform with, so the wall, mulled wine is underneath, um, and then you light the sugar loaf on fire, and it caramelizes. You get a rum caramelization, right. and the drippings drip through into the mulled wine. And then you drink that warm. And uh, it sounds fantastic, but I, I have never tried it. But uh, you can... Um, it, it's supposed to impart a caramel-sweet, uh, smoke, uh, smoky flavor to the mulled wine. So that sounds... You know, when you're talking complex, that sounds pretty complex. Yeah, you
0: know, most people think of it as you're taking cheap wine and, uh, and throwing cinnamon in it and calling it mulled wine. But, it's, you know, there could be... I mean, it's it's like crafting a, a drink. I mean, you think of it. You know, if you have a say an old fashioned, you've got bitters in there. You've got some and mulling in in, in bartender terminology means you're you're crushing or bruising an item to draw out its flavors and oils. When you mull, right. you know, an orange with the peel, you're not just getting this, the juice; you're getting that oil from the peel, yep. and that's going to help flavor the cocktail. You've got the cherry. You've got a little little bit of sugar. And a little bit of bitters, so you've got all these components coming together. You've got um, a little bit of sweet, a little bit of sour and bitter, and then you've got your base alcohol. And it's not just throwing you know, a cherry and an orange into a glass of whiskey and calling it an old-fashioned. You're, and so mulling in that respect is, is crushing. Like when you make a mojito, you're mulling the uh, uh, mint right. with a little simple syrup and you're crushing that mint so it releases the uh, nice aromas. I always say, I guess guess that's the cook's reward, too, as you said, your early aromatics coming off the spices and everything. Uh, Sometimes, for me, I find it hard to taste things after a while because, you know, the smell is 90% of your taste. And if you're standing over the pot and it's cooking and you keep smelling it and you go to taste it, you're really just tasting more for sweet, sour.
1: Yeah, you're saturated.
0: Because you're on overload, you always have to walk away, just like when you cleanse your palate with bread or or fruit for a wine tasting. You've always got to go outside, clear your head, and then come back. Because after a while, it, 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 everything it's it's you can't tell, you can't make that judgment.
1: And speaking of clear your head, that's that's one of the reasons why your mull, uh, mulling came about. Um, there are some theories that uh, they said, well, they used it for leftover wine or bad wine to, to spice it up. That's make what it taste I always thought, yeah. um, There is some truth to that during the Victorian era when they uh, had French wine uh, that had been improperly stored uh, you know, and tasted really awful, they would use that for mulling. But for the most part, mulling uh, is a warm, aromatic drink. So it's very good at opening up air passages, making you feel uh,
0: better. Sort of like if you're using a steam.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like it's like using what's that product, Vicks? You know, the vapor rub type of thing. Oh sure, yeah. You know, so it does the same thing, and so it's it's a really effective way of relieving cold
0: or flu symptoms. A great reason to drink.
1: Well, yeah, (laughs) and and you know, but back then, you know, it's not a cure. But it helped with the, well, symptoms. the symptoms. Yeah, and well,
0: and, and so people alcohol, did that; they I mean, drank it because when, of it. When you're heating this, and people don't seem to, you know, you you're not boiling off all the alcohol, but you are. Some of that is dissipating.
1: You don't boil. That's the that's the uh, thing with mulling. Uh, you you heat, but you don't boil because don't alcohol you, evaporates. Will at go
0: first. Seventy two degrees, and yeah. you don't really want it. So you you really only want to bring it up to maybe one hundred sixty degrees. You or just
1: something. want to bring it to temperature enough that it's warm. And it goes and down very aromatic and warm.
0: Probably where people mess it up too.
1: Yeah, if you're boiling, yeah. uh, then then you're you're actually changing the Change, composition, changing everything. And you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, proper mulling uh, is is just heating it to a point. Uh, you know how you can tell when when uh, you start to see this like uh, little little uh, vapor or steam cloud over the liquid. You know, maybe five minutes before it actually will boil. That's that's when it's done.
0: Okay, yeah, that's um, that's a good point, because I see, like, especially with um, unfiltered with apple cider, it separates. That's right. You know, if right. you get it too hot, yeah. then you got your clear, and you've got all your your, uh, your solids come right out. Well, um, another quick hour has gone by. Pete, thanks for stopping in, and, and I hope people understand these spices a little bit more on this, you know, Columbus Day, the spice, the trade. And use some all-spice. It's a... Uh, it's from the new world, and if you don't have all the other spices, I guess all spice would work.
1: And if you want to uh, listen to this podcast again, uh, not only is it on the chamber, but I put it on my website, www.blackriverspice.com.
0: Great. So we can catch you even easier. All right. Absolutely. We'll catch you around the bend.
1: <laughs> Take care, Bill.